The Crawford Stand. With Valentine's Day this past Friday, I'd like to begin the stand today with a memory. As the so-called Jesus movement swept the country in the early 70s, it found me in Florida. I got to Texas as soon as I could and began working for Crawford Broadcasting Company at its Dallas-Fort Worth radio station. In those early days, many converts were called Jesus people or Jesus freaks. So Crawford Broadcasting Company's motto at that time was a natural high in the spirit of love. A lot in this world has changed in more than four decades, but not God's love. And so this week, the president of Crawford Broadcasting Company, Don Crawford, talks about the spirit of love. The greatest of all things is love. Love. The greatest, confirmed by the Apostle Paul of old, and agreed upon by the world's greatest thinkers, artists, and poets, is love. Love. Love is the best, even says Paul, better than faith or hope. And that's really saying something. The Bible book 1 Corinthians 13 is Apostle Paul's finest expressions of love by far, perhaps the finest writings in all of his letters. But even Paul acknowledges that there is no really complete and definitive definition of love. But Paul says what real love, ultimate love, is can only occur as a result of a meaningful, experiential, loving relationship with God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. The fulfillment of that comes eternally, but here and now, the longer, the deeper the relationship with him, the more the meaning and the more the understanding of love. That, says Paul, that relational love is ultimate reality. It's ultimate reality. Have you experienced that? Love is good. In fact, good is defined by love. For no mere mortal can do good without love. One may intend, willingly, to live right, perhaps following the Ten Commandments and other great moral precepts and teachings, but that mere intention, the act of the will, is not enough, for it lacks the energy, the conviction, the power of real love, total love. For as one poet has said, God says to us in love, I hold you in my mind, I remember you. I hold all of the pieces of you, the past wounds and the present. And in love, I knit them together, says God, into the person I love, the person I created to give me joy, you, and more. Love, says Paul, is patient. Love is long-suffering, not easily provoked. Love knows how to wait, wait, fully observe, and listen, listen. Perhaps most importantly, listen. Are you a good listener? Love sees and hears the other. As the poet Thomas Merton said, the beginning of love is to let those who love be perfectly themselves and not to twist them to fit our own image. Otherwise, we love only the reflection of ourselves we find in them. Boy, that's true, isn't it? In a world angry and hateful and growing worse, Love really is the only antidote, the only answer. And with his heart wide open, the Apostle Paul says, Love is kind. It's kind. The life of a lover is lived easy, gentle, avoiding confrontation wherever possible, and struggle wherever possible, and otherwise being kind. 
said the writer Sidney Smith, if you had no one to love, you would never be hurt. But you would never grow. You would never venture outside of your own self-centered needs and perceptions. Your heart would never be cracked open so that God could enter it. To love and to love unconditionally is to take risks, boy is it ever, and especially the risk of the rejection. But nothing energizes and cleanses like love. Nothing, says Sidney Smith. Don't you love that? A heart cracked open so that God could enter. Amen to that. Love, says the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, allows the lover to dwell on good things. The lover avoids gossip and negative language. Love stays silent in the face of false accusations, as Jesus did. The communication of a lover is positive. As Rod McEwen said, if you love somebody, tell them. Tell them. That's positive. Tell them. The telling unleashes the energy and the power of love. When is the last time you told someone that you love them? It seems difficult for so many to say distinctly, clearly, and unconditionally, I love you. I love you. For that is the ultimate exposure, is it not? A heart cracked open. But those three words are perhaps the most powerful in the English language. They really are. I love you. Love, then, says Paul, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. A loving person gets more out of giving and caring than getting. To love someone is to see a miracle invisible to others. So said the writer Francois Mauriac. Love is a miracle, miraculous in its absolutely powerful and transforming effect. That kind of giving, otherness, is truly the love of God at work, which both constrains and motivates. There's nothing like the love of God in the life of any individual. Love, says Paul, never keeps a moral balance sheet. Lovers take no account of the wrongs of evil done by others. Love forgives and forgets. You know, it really is difficult to forget. You can forgive, but it's even harder to forget. But Paul says, if you live in love, you can forget. And perhaps that's the only way you can. And that is so even for the most difficult object of love, an enemy, an enemy. It seems hard to believe that we could love an Islamic terrorist or an angry political opponent or even a hateful family member or friend. We really can't. We really can't. But we can do so with the power of a loving God working within us with our heart cracked open. The God who himself forgave us, forgot what was wrong with us, and only in return asked us to forgive others. Do you have a moral balance sheet? Do you have others in your life who need your forgiveness? The theologian Reinhold Niebuhr said the following, we are saved by the final form of love, which is forgiveness. Forgiving and forgetting are the highest acts of love, resulting in our salvation. There was one years ago, driven to the cross by the love of mankind provided in his death. The life and the love we lead comes from him. <laughs> 
The cross was the final and forgiving form of love. Amen to that. Have you experienced the forgiving love of the cross? The crucifixion of the Christ on the cross was indeed the ultimate act of love. It was. There's no greater love than one who lays down his life for a friend. Love protects and defends. It guards the hearts and minds of the young. It trains up children in the way in which they should go. It shows them the way of the Lord, the path of righteousness. It helps them to resist the devil, who in the face of love will flee and won't return. Love is loyal and always at work. The great writer St. Augustine said the following, What does love look like? Why, it has hands to help others. It has feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has ears to hear the sighs and the sorrows of humankind. That is what love looks like. Isn't that brilliant? Amen and amen. And then Paul says, love never fails. It never, ever fails. It endures, never ending here. But more importantly, love exists for all eternity. True love does. Ultimate love. That can never be destroyed. Here or up there. So we, the Crawford Broadcasting Company, hope for you the best, the greatest. Love. Love in your life. And especially the love of God. We hope and pray you have it. Allow Valentine's Day and Valentine's Week, the love day and week, to be reminders of what really matters. For in the end, nothing matters but love. And Mr. Crawford will have much more to say next week about love here on the Crawford Stand. How about sending your greeting in the spirit of love to Mr. Crawford? His email address is stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. Stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. When you want to review what you hear, go to our website, crawfordbroadcasting.com. The Crawford Stand is a public affairs presentation of Crawford Broadcasting Company and this station. Serving God and country in the spirit of love. I'm Bill McCormick.